0: It is Saturday the 22nd of May 2021 and this is episode 396 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode. As I see Ian jigging along to the virtual theme tune, I am Chris, and uh, yeah, Ian in dancing mood today.
1: It has to be done every time. Uh, I still,
0: <laughs> you know, it in plays my in my head as well. Yeah, yeah, dump, yeah, dump, yeah. dump, dump.
1: dump. <laughs> Oh,
0: it's been a little while, but we are back talking at you about the latest technology news. And there has been some technology news since we last spoke, so let's get through it. Um, firstly, today, BT Broadband. They are going to be offering half-price broadband, high-speed sort of fibre-based broadband, uh, to anyone on Universal Credit.
1: Um, A, a good thing. It uh, is. I yeah. think it
0: probably brings their price of their broadband in line with other providers who already... <laughs> provide raw
1: cheaper uh, but yeah it's it's one of those where I th- so i'm just looking at the cost so average fiber is 25 a month and if you're eligible even
0: that's amazing that it's dropped to that much isn't it it's yep. you know just general
1: if, if you're eligible you'll get it for 15 pound a month and you'll get around 36 meg yeah which is and- which is which is I mean it's that'll cover you for four K and some gaming and so yeah.
0: This comes off the back of the government promising that you know this was going ultra fast was going to be available to everyone by twenty twenty five. It's not happening. It's only happening to I think eighty five percent is the latest figure. But this does take a bit of pressure off. You know it is a it is a kind of vital uh, you know uh, service to the house now. A bit like your water and your your heating and your you know whatever else your gas. Um, having a broadband connection especially nowadays is damn important Um, and this yeah will hopefully ease some of that strain now it's still a chunk of cash every month for someone who doesn't have a chunk of cash because they're on universal credit but at least it is the right direction Um, and and yeah it's it I guess the only problem is what happens when someone leaves Universal Credit. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. There's a lot of services and stuff that attach to having that status of being on Universal Credit. So getting a job at the end of that is going to be a bit of a shock to the system, I imagine.
1: Uh, yeah, but as you say, it's a good step, and I think you know we've obviously like, we, we're we're probably on the, the small minority across the UK that have been saying for what. 10, 15 years. I remember moving here. It was like, you know, the, the broadband providers was a, you know, can I get all the services that I It's a buying I, decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I think COVID's, you know, proven, you know, especially around education and working from home, you know, the haves and the haves nots. So there's a, there, the amount of people at work staying in a great part of Scotland, but they don't, it's not, not from a broadband perspective and it's really limiting. It is, it is, you know, they really do struggle with, you know, what's available and. And that
0: whole education at home thing, where it was just by instead of being one person using the internet every now and again, it was four people using the internet for a vital home service. That is for your education, for your job, for all those things, and balancing that off together, uh, including then the you know the TV streaming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the high speed fiber type broadband. From you know, from the start of well, why do I need something that fast? Well, this is this is kind of why it unlocks and opens up all those things. And for the people that don't have it, it's uh, yeah, it's quite quite a whole. Um, I've had um, uh, Verizon um, is selling off um, media assets, including what used to be Yahoo. So um, Yahoo is coming back into existence effectively after a hiatus where it was kind of a conglomerate inside of Verizon and the Verizon Media. Um, And it's going to be brand, it's being sold off to um, Apollo, which is an equity firm, and they are going to bring back the Yahoo brand.
1: It's bizarre. Bizarre just how it's like, you know, so Yahoo, when we all started it, it was a big deal. And then obviously, the and I'm trying to remember what they ended up calling the Verizon Media piece, Oath, that was it. They went went for this name, Oath, and then they called it Verizon Media. Um, But it covers off things like um, TechCrunch and Gadget, Huffington Post.
0: And it was Verizon's sort of big move into owning some of the media story and the media empire and it was their kind of move into that. But it looks like they're backtracking away from that a bit. I guess it didn't either didn't move quick enough or didn't have the same effect that well, the effect they were looking for. But it does sound like they've tried to straighten out actually Yahoo as a business. I mean certainly their sales pitch is this is ready for growth now, but it's not going to be growing within our provider, which is why they're selling it off. Um but yeah it, You know, I was just thinking Yahoo was one of those massive internet firms, you know, along with AOL and all those kind of things. It was categorized search was its thing and how do they sell adverts alongside that. And they ticked along quite happily for a while, but then they kind of lost their way about what the heck was was it. Google Empire kind of took over the whole advertising budget and and Yahoo slipped to one side. But um, certainly it's not even that long ago we were singing the Yahoo catchphrase at cricket matches as they were sponsoring those kind of things. And uh, it it was just... It's about i i wonder whether for kids nowadays they've even heard of it it's you know five years ago is such is dead air now isn't it but but nevertheless the brand still holds true with us I guess
1: I'd, I'd forgotten about it but I've, I've just watched Hulk and catch fire which was all about 80s and 90s and and the kind of 90s bit goes into the dawn of the web and search engines and and there's a there's a bit in one episode where they do like they're like what there's a company called yahoo and they make a kind of you know a two-minute fun about it but it's like you forget how dominant, you know, there was there was that. AltaVista, Alta Yahoo, Vista.
0: AOL, yeah. all those AOL Online, all those kind of big things that just... Ask, be- Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> I think that was a bit later though, wasn't it? Was it? it was a bit later,
1: but, yeah. but but they were all trying to compete with the same thing of... Wolfram Alpha, that's much later, but still yeah. they're a word from the past. <laughs> I'm just wondering, <laughs> is Ask so Ask Jeeves is still there? I wouldn't be surprised if it's still there. It's now ask.com. Hmm. But there's an Ask yeah. Jeeves Google search. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just that's a spoof one. But yeah, it looks like Ask is taking over from Ask Jeeves.
0: Didn't Ask go down that whole thing And there's a bit of human um curation involved in that side of things. So Which I think if was... you if
1: you watch Halton Catch Fire, it's uh the the much of this much of the four seasons about um algorithmic trying to um, you know you know, look at the internet and somebody doing the human I'll put together a front page of the internet for you and, and we'll host some traffic there. It's And again, the Houghton the, Cats Fires, it's, I, I actually really liked it. It's the, yep. you know, it was more the human bit that came out rather than the tech, but the tech kept you going.
0: Another interesting piece on this. So Verizon Media sort of obviously coming out of a bit of a slump, but they've seen a rebound. So they're they're obviously trying to just consolidate their assets, and that's why they're getting rid of this. But they're interesting that they said that TikTok is is now a growing market for their news distribution, which is bizarre. And it's it's just uh, I mean, uh, there's big arguments around whole how do you pander to the kind of short form. Um, you know, or or is that actually killing off media and, and news distribution? But they're saying this is their key news distribution channel, and I'm like, how can you do that in six seconds? Is that pandering to the whims of a, a very you know short focused um, society nowadays?
1: It, it's interesting you you, you pulled that bit out Sky News the other day. So there was um, oh, you probably saw it getting shared on socials where it was. Um, Pretty Patel was allegedly at a, a, a yeah, yeah. an immigration raid. And, but it and, wasn't, was And it? <laughs> it wasn't. And Sky News did it as a TikTok. So it was a guy as part of their team, and he went, oh, I'm such and such from Sky News. And he just did it, in oh, green screened in front of the photo, and he was pointing to things and doing it very, like, kind of just a TikToker at home. But he really landed the points in, like, 30, 40 seconds. And then that gets shared on Twitter, and just yes. it's just interesting, you said doing it, whereas... And, you know BBC's not there doing that. And it just feels like some of these broadcasters are gonna go in and say, actually that's where the market's moving to for that generation. We need to we need to be there.
0: It's the new John Cravens news round.
1: Ah but will they have the jumpers
0: twitter has uh, expanded its spaces service we talked about spaces uh probably last podcast or the last one before that um this was available this is their kind of audio room audio chat rooms the real-time sort of streaming of audio so you can listen in and uh, maybe participate in kind of conferency type things with people and they've opened that service now up to anyone with uh, 600 plus followers um their argument being that for anyone below 600 really offering these chat rooms isn't what these chat rooms are for is you know they're supposed to be collaborative events rather than just people chatting together so uh 600 is their cutoff um but they've opened that up more widely and they've also highlighted it more in their sort of the the twitter stream so you'll be more aware that these things are going on
1: i've actually joined one um just just to see how it was and it was what it, it worked as advertised you were in listening to people and it's a bit like Clubhouse, um, and they're all just, I guess, chasing that model because it got so much buzz. I, I just don't know if it's—I don't know if it's going to be a thing. Again, it's like, you know, do they expect, you know, do they, you know, do they expecting like question time to be offering something like that where you could, you, know, you could have that. I host think it's and...
0: more that they know that they're going to get the the latest big bands and the fans they want to listen in and but, tune but, in. But and... you know, I
1: mean, it's that kind of thing where you know, that curated audience again, where it's like you, you feel like you're in you're inside it. So, to me, it reminds me of early day Twitter because you felt like you were talking to people that you could never have talked to before. It was always controlled. And all of a sudden, you could talk to a celeb or whatever or talk to a tech person that you'd never be able to reach out to. And this feels like another bit of it. Um, the, the, I mean,
0: YouTube and all those people, they've got live... They they do live stream they do. QAs. They do. You know, it's quite a popular medium now for... for well, Reddit, you know, ask me anything,
1: is huge. If you look at any of the, you know... Although I've been interested in Bill Gates, was the he does one, but the um, if you look at the you know any time that what you know a really big you know celeb actor, you know game developer or you know tech celebrity says I'm doing a Reddit, ask me anything. It's huge, you know the, the questions they get, and the and just the fact that they're responding is is really interesting. And one bit I just tacked on to the end of this is the is that ticketed spaces are coming because obviously they're doing this as a you know if you do want to. You know, and I guess it's more things like Patreon and lots of other things are doing these things as well. YouTube as well you know, monetizing it. It's just interesting how the, the the kind of the fees happen. So, just see me and you were doing a ticketed space for our next podcast, and it was ten quid we were charging. Um, so Apple and Google straight away take thirty percent of them, and mm-hmm. um, and then you get eighty percent of what's left. <sighs> yeah. So it does end up. You know, it does end up like, and people are getting quite salty about this thirty percent. When,
0: but then again, the whole platform and the whole delivery and the whole infrastructure, the data transfer—it's nothing on you, is it? You're not paying for those things, and that's that's it, what that covers.
1: No, but Apple's not paying for data transfer, and it's that's 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 not them. Mm. It's yeah. just it's, the yeah. the thirty percent figure. We'll maybe we touch on it later on when we talk about yeah. some other things. It's just it's just becoming i just think untenable really untenable
0: twitter has also updated its reply prompts these are prompts that it uh pings up now um, if you are just replying or forwarding on uh twitter or tweets that maybe contain harmful language or algorithmically determined that these could be you know abusive or whatever um so these prompts pop up and they so they say are you sure you want to send this uh, and then it gives users the chance to either amend or do choose to send. And they're saying that their their systems have t- looked at this and, and it's about 34% of people actually going and revisit their reply after seeing one of these prompts. So they're saying they're, it's having an effect uh, and they're trying to roll out sort of um some more of these and in, in sort of better places there. They are seeing some false positives. Um, and I think that's something we just as a user base have to put up with, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, in Scotland it was 62% of people haven't revise their initial reply but anyway <laughs> the um it, it's 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 an interesting way of trying to tackle you know because there is a lot of there's a lot of responses isn't there there's a lot of like oh, there's a lot rah. of
0: retweet and forget you know yeah. and just this stuff just gets absolutely flung around and people like people don't really care what they're retweeting necessarily they're just pressing a button so yeah to to actually have a little bit of um
1: uh, self-focus, I guess, is is good. Especially, I mean, the Pretty Patel one's a great example. People wanted yeah. to believe that because it was yeah, like... Yeah, it, it, it
0: fit a narrative, didn't yeah, it?
1: It looked horrendous with our little, you know, our little Home Secretary jacket on as well. It was just like, dear me, that was... Um...
0: Yeah. i mean it's still a photo shoot in a situation so <laughs> it's still pretty bad but it, it wasn't actually depicting what you think but then again there's plenty of examples on both sides of the the fence about putting out incorrect oh, that imagery that, that you know around the you know the positives and the negatives so yep. it's it's uh it, it, i mean it ultimately you're, you're right people like to see what they see and they'll read into it what they want to read into it um but yeah but I, no i wasn't i'm gonna i was gonna say something i'm not going to write twitter <laughs> Tip jar is another service. Was that that
1: the Twitter algorithm kicking in there just to see see before (laughs) you see this, Chris?
0: There was a prompt (laughs) over my head and it said, don't send that. (laughs) Uh, Twitter tip jar. Um, You're allowed to tip people now for good uh, good tweeting. So basically, um, you'll have an option to give them some cash um, through various providers, depending on where you live in the world. Um, But yeah, you can give, you can say, I like your tweets and I'm going to support you in that kind of, I guess it's you know like the maybe a uh, Twitch subscription type thing. You know you can just give some money to support the people that you like to support.
1: Uh, yeah, again, it makes sense. You know, you you've seen it with Patreon and a whole other things where creators are saying, you know, I could do more of this if I could get, you know, lots of little bits of support from you know our user base. We've seen podcasts going down that route and. Um certainly some journalists as well so you've got things like Substack and you know all that subscription newsletter so i think it just makes sense that the because a lot of these folk will have the biggest following probably on twitter already so it makes sense to i wonder if patrons the...
0: worried about surviving this kind of because everyone is trying to chew into that market yeah um, they're saying you know why go to patreon which is you have to create a whole new um uh you know set of users when you could
1: just stay on this platform and do it there instead I think the good thing for me is it feels like Twitter are finally starting to innovate again. They've been very I think quite stagnant. Um and it just feels like in the last few months there's you know, there's a bit of momentum coming out and I don't know again if it is it a bit of competition? Are they just in a different place? Have they got beyond all the I guess all the I guess the ire around things like Trump and banning people and managing that? It just feels like they've turned a bit of a corner than they're saying actually Here's some things it makes our platform a bit more positive
0: talking of trump um the uh, overview board has sort of said um oversight board has said uh there's the ban should not be lifted on trump's account so he's still tr- uh, banned after uh, a few of his facebook posts were seen to be congratulating things like the the mob uh, you know um attack of the capitol building um and and his sort of statements uh provably false statements and 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 provably insightful statements so the ban still exists um the oversight board said it shouldn't be lifted as yet but they have said that it's up to the facebook board to ultimately make this decision and they should do so within the next six months i think that's what they've been saying um so yeah uh again a whole massive argument around free speech and what is and is not allowed in this world and and what platforms you can say things on and you can't say things on um free expression all that but ultimately you know it's we're going through an interesting time of redefining what and re-demarcating where where do we draw these lines on these new platforms which have reached that we never thought possible um you know even probably 10 years ago um you know what what you say has such a reach nowadays, and can reach so many different people that you know, platforms and, and methods that we used before just you know, like if you if you posted to a message board, chances are it was going to see, be seen by a few thousand people. You post up on Twitter, and it catches fire; it gets seen by millions. You know, it's it's such a it's a very different and moving thing.
1: We've said before, you don't want to be the Twitter story of the day. You know that that you know the. Like the guy the Robin Hood report, you know, years ago, or you know, somebody just says something, you know, a, a bit inflammatory about somebody, and then it gets you know, shared everywhere. And would
0: well, you remember that scientist who was he? He made a, uh, I I don't know if it was a joke or, or whatever, but he made a statement about women being emotional and it was completely misconstrued and he lost his job and he lost you uh, he, he the whole of twitter went against him and 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 it turned out in the long run that it was nothing of the sort and it was completely misconstrued it was just people reacting to something viscerally a bit like the, the pretty patel image or whatever you, you like it so it, it's really quite dangerous as well that mob mentality when no one pauses to stop and think
1: i, I agreed and i think that's the you know i don't think any of the any of the early you know, social, you know, network pioneers saw that, you know, saw that future, um, and that's what they're all trying to now. I guess not fight, but they're, I guess they're trying to do enough to avoid government regulation of the platforms. You know, we're doing enough to control it, and that's when we're into this, you know, right wing, left wing, you know, debate at the moment
0: iOS 14.5 comes with um, app tracking, the ability to... App tracking is disabled. By default, you can opt into it. Um, And the analytics uh, early doors, but they're coming in and saying about 4% of people... um, I think globally, it moves up to about 12% of users have opted into this. This is where Apple allows you can define whether you you give away it's a it's a kind of random unidentifiable token but it tracks you around apps so that people can market to you based on your activities Um, and people are not choosing to opt in so the loads of advertising sort of platforms do not have unique data to work with they are just delivering up generic ads and that obviously devalues their offering because they cannot advertise to the people they want to reach without just doing blanket adverts which kind of is very old school in nowadays but it's it's again it's the whole privacy versus um you know um, know, business almost i guess it is privacy versus business really in this case um what where's the right line and you can see why people like google opt people in automatically to these services whilst allowing them to opt out because the actual opt taking take on taste is so low four percent
1: it's an Apple don't base that, you know much of their business on ads and tracking you know unlike Facebook and Google and so it, it, interesting because Facebook have always been against us. and their latest versions of the app if you're opted out when you launch the apps it now there's a little pop up talking about if you don't opt us in then well we are probably going to have to charge you for Instagram and Facebook you know so mm-hmm. it's almost like dangling the keep keep it free because you want this to be free. Um, and I, I just can't see a world. We've talked about it. I mean, it, one of the things and I deliberately didn't put it in cause it's still rumor is that you know Twitter's talking about a monthly subscription service where you can, um, you know, maybe have extra you know privileges on the platform and again I maybe would, access to services
0: yeah like like with the rooms we've talking about or meet whatever um yeah. below your 600 maybe you get those as extra services mean i've always
1: on, said for true. for instagram you know let me let me pay for an ad free one because the ads on instagram now are horrendous are, and
0: youtube as well they're just um they're oh, wrapped YouTube. up to and youtube up to 10 at the moment and it's about to get worse
1: so the new terms, yeah but
0: they've they now can monetize anyone's videos even beyond that and partner programs
1: yeah Yeah. so we're going to see adverts and some of the i mean some of the youtube adverts uh, 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 i'm slightly off topic but the thing that irritates me so much about youtube is every time you launch an app or a page it pops up with a free trial free trial free trial free trial free trial and you're like i mean it's i've no i don't think i've seen something so aggressive you know, yeah, where and more say so
0: more of them now. Say so more of the adverts they're shoving onto the service now are like the twenty-second unskippables as well. So you don't have that skipping choice anymore. So they're slowly over time, and it's also pre, mid, 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 and then post roll. It's this. There's lot. It's it's getting to that more traditional advertising. But anyway. It, slightly off topic but nevertheless what i was thinking around this these tokens and this like there are businesses out there and they do have products and there are consumers out there and they want some of these products and i guess the whole thing here is who has control over linking those two things together like if you're a small firm you don't want to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on a national advertising campaign to reach the four people that actually want to buy your product you would like to be able to reach them and that is kind of what ultimately that's what tracking data and user analytics does it allows a business with a product find users that they think will like their product and advertise them directly that's kind of the the efficiency of it and in that kind of scenario you can have really good win-win situations where yes the right consumer is getting it they're getting an offer therefore they want to go and buy they've got a product they wanted uh, maybe at a cheaper rate so there you go that's the kind of win-win um but equally you give up and the amount of tracking we have nowadays is frightening when you look into all the data points that google has access to it knows where you are from google maps and your phone being moved around it knows where you've been it knows what you've bought through google pay and all transactions it knows uh, what you're looking at because it's got all the search results it knows where you're buying things because it has hooks into all the shipping ser- uh, shopping services and stuff like that so so, you know, the reason for capturing all this data is to, you know, to advertise to you. Um, but equally, let's say, where where do we draw that? Line? It's, such, it's such a complicated piece, but fascinating one all the same. It
1: is. And uh, when you go back to the, the last elections that we've had, those targeted, I think it was BBC and Channel 4 were doing, um, I think they were asking the public to send in the different political adverts that we're seeing because you, you, you just no longer can see a, a leaflet through somebody's door. Um it, they're all really targeted and they're all slightly different for different demographics to, to push that button. It's a, as you say, I the the whole on the political side I find that really interesting. Just round you know, what's you know, they've obviously doing all their market research. They're knowing that to attract a you know, a twenty year old, you know, twenty to thirty year old demographic it's probably, you know, lower rents and there'll be some other things and not so much on the immigration side, whereas the I guess, the over 40s, 50s, as you get older, you tend to you know, become more conservative and more traditional and you do start to worry about immigration, so they'll push that as their. here's here's why you should vote for X. It's, it's a strange old world we're in around that if you think of how costly adverts used to be and mass leafleting, and now, and it is a different cost, but the digital targeting and the, the kind of way they can know that this is getting to the people we want to get to, it's huge. So this, I think this is going to have ramifications, not just for businesses. You know, it's, it's going to reset, no, it's definitely- I think, some of our campaigns again
0: interestingly as the uh, track the lack of tracking makes other advertising networks less popular apple has made more space on its advertising network around its app store to allow people like app developers to target more users so not just within the search results you will actually get um, advertising now within sort of categorization results as well um so yes yeah, so some cynical minds would say that the two things are linked when no tracking now makes apple's advertising more important inside the app store and they've unlocked several different new areas in
1: that yeah this, do, this doesn't this doesn't land well with me at all just, just because apple and again there's another and again i'm kind of kicking myself that i never put it in there's a whole story came out through the week from new york times around how apple are basically seeded the encryption keys for icloud in china Um so although they'll stand up and say we protect your data only in certain countries only in certain places only if the politicians actually don't have the power to say we will stop your business, which which you know China could pretty much shut Apple down right now if they wanted to, um and and again I think it's been a, it's been a tough couple of weeks listening to some of the crap they're saying on this epic trial. It is amazing some of the stuff that's come out. Um, so Tim Cook last night um said that he has no idea and it's not a metric they capture whether they make money off the App Store, but we probably do. And you're like. He is the guy, he is the operations guy that, that is down to the dime, can tell you yeah, everything. Yeah, it's,
0: it, it's not a realistic statement and no. it sounds more like... The, if The the reason they don't know is because they know they're damn well making a load of money out of it and they're not willing to
1: release that information and they don't want
0: to know it so that they don't have to justify it.
1: Some of the stuff last night, I mean, the, the, and what was interesting, the judge probably skewered Cook more than the epic lawyers, which was an interesting... It was almost like the judge had said, enough's enough, you are... You are just, you know, you are the ultimate corporate, you know, lawyered up, rehearsed. You know, I will give you my answer and you can't, you can't demonstrably prove if I'm, you know, telling the truth or not. It was, some of the quotes were horrendous. You're like, no way, not buying that for one minute. Uh, So I, I really, I really hope that Apple actually, I don't think they'll lose it. I I do hope there's consequences off the back of this. There's some really salty developers out there now that are... that are. It's just going
0: to be a reduced percentage fee. It's going to be so. a percentage fee, but think, a reduced one. It,
1: and then that same fee will be rolled out or across all the other it, places where fees get applied. It will. But, I, but I, think it, I think something has to happen. It just can't persist like this where, um, you know... But, again, there was an arrogance round um, just some of their wording when they talked about, you know, well you wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for our platform. And, and it was, it's a, there's a real arrogance came out in some of their answers. Now, whether that was their legal answer, but been tracing the, the developer conferences in two weeks time, and they always talk, you know, it's a, you almost have to flip that message. I think a lot of people are going to be very... Yeah, yeah, because it's
0: exactly... The, I mean, the message at those those events is very much the developers make our platform, <laughs> not the other way around. Although, you know, the reality is there's somewhere in between, isn't it? Um, but, it, you know, good news is the, they've added motion control cursor with assistive touch to um, their Apple Watch, um, which previously for people with mobility issues or um, other disabilities would uh, would find it hard to control. But this is now... Um, sort of brought that into their remit of yeah. This is we're going to make it easy for those guys to to use.
1: The, the video on this almost, you know, it defies logic because you're seeing some day sort of. So I'm wearing the Apple Watch on my my left hand. By clenching my fist, I can control it, and by pinching a finger, I can move. You know, and then there was a cursor that can appear on the screen and. It was it was damned impressive demo. And if that if that lands reliably, it's like, wow, what a it did, it did trigger other things. And, and there was a there was a whole number of announcements, so it was things like and this was all around Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which was which was last week. Um and there was things like um, you know, support for hearing aids. So you can, you know, if you've got a particular type of hearing aid, you can apply across the Apple range of products, you know, certain different, you know, noise gates and all that good stuff. Um voiceover of, of of different areas, um. but also doing things like um, bringing in a background noise generator. And, and, and it was interesting, the things that they showed here was a typical WWDC type, here's all these great things we're doing, which does make me think WWDCs are going to be absolutely packed with with stuff, or they're just going to say it's an hour, and seem to be trying to target an hour for these slick videos. But but again, if if you've not seen it, it's a little two minute video of this of this demo of this motion controlled, you know what? And and then and then because everybody's been talking about AR with Apple, you're like, is this coming out of all the research? Come am guessing there's going to be a if you've got a pair of glasses on, or you just using hands to interact. So very 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 interesting. They've also added a lossless audio to Apple Music, and that's going to be at
0: no additional cost to users. So, if you were worried about the bits and bytes you were missing from your music, you can now go and get those bits and bytes added to your subscription.
1: However, if you've got AirPods Pro, you won't be able to listen to lossless. <laughs> if you've got AirPods Max at 550 quid, you also can't listen to lossless. <laughs> So there's a real and 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 what what amazed me and a couple others last week was when this so when they lost this news came out you're like, good because tidal charges for it and Spotify were going to charge extra for it and you're thinking well done Apple, um but then none of the hardware works and and you've not got a headphone jack anymore that I can just plug in a set of headphones and take advantage of this so it all felt a bit well, what's going on and then it turned out the HomePod Mini and the HomePods don't support it either. So you're like, yeah, what? So, like, so they're they're offering a service this?
0: that how are you going to pick up on it? So someone with a uh, an, an Apple Music integrated hi fi system, something like that, will be able to or hardwired into it. And yeah, and,
1: okay. and, 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 and again, what was really galling was quite a, quite a lot of tech folk going, well, of course it won't support it because Bluetooth won't support it. And it's like, well, where was that pointed out in your review of the five hundred and fifty quid headphones last year? Wasn't pointed mm. out anywhere. So this it, this feels another. It almost feels like a misstep, um, and it and it links into because about an hour later, Amazon also said our lossless music streaming service is now a free upgrade instead of paying five pound a month extra, it's just free. And it almost makes it look like the Apple announcement was maybe done to try and disrupt the Amazon one, yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel doesn't feel like you know a start as a standalone announcement. It doesn't feel great. It feels like there's going to be some new hardware coming from Apple that will support these lossless services. And the current stuff doesn't. It was just
0: We've seen that so many times recently, haven't we? Where an yeah. announcement by one company, another one jumps in early. It just shows they have their spies. <laughs> they have people implanted into all it... of these companies that probably senior or medium level management status. So it's quite interesting that they all do that and then they all leak just ahead of
1: uh, you know bigger big announcements. Yeah, because initially I thought, i thought amazon had triggered it on the back of apple but the more i thought about how disconnected this service is from apple i was like no you've thrown this out just like to, a half to take away to diffuse um, it about yeah yeah
0: yeah in ireland uh last week i think it was they got uh they had one of these um encryption ransomware based attacks uh through their health service um and again it was going the same way as it was going for the uh i think the, the nhs had this as well um so basically all their systems and all their, their were being encrypted um and there was a 20 billion uh pound or dollar ransom fee now obviously it's just it's just awful um And just uh, it is caused by the fact that these systems are often old and outdated, based on the fact that they're running on old software because they've got old systems that can't be upgraded. But nevertheless, in we did have an update. I think it was sort of yesterday. We heard that they had actually been given the 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 decryption key uh, for free without having to um, pay the twenty million dollars, forty million pound fee. Yet there's still a threat hanging over that they will release a whole ton of data unless they get in touch and try you know with this i mean we've had people with you know all their uh you know routine operations being cancelled systems you know just real world health implications i'm guessing someone in the conti they nearly spelt it right didn't they ransomware group um has you know decided i guess off that this isn't really a morally right thing to do
1: I guess you could always Definitely argue about countries. a hacker. Yeah, you can you can argue about a hacker saying are they moral or light, but but this is Ever. horrendous. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is horrendous. You know, to target, um, you know, a health service, especially during the crisis that we're in, um, and you know the real world impacts. You know, it was like hospitals cancelling appointments, a number of hospitals significant disruptions, and it's been on for a week. You know it's and even offer, though they've given
0: have. them the decryption key it's still we've already we know from previous attacks and this is it still takes months to uh, to get that all sorted and nothing ever comes back properly as in even though it decrypts itself there are there are errors there are system problems there are you know the whole fact of a running system then getting mashed like that just causes all sorts of problems it's just terrible
1: and i mean seriously people I mean, these are. I mean, it's. It, oh, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm maybe it but these are. let just down to, like these are terrorists. You know, these are the uh, type of attacks that they're doing. You know, is, exactly. That. Is, is, is up at that level, and that's, they to keep on saying it's like organized crime or it's a ransomware group, and it's like I actually think it's worse than that. The disruption that they're now causing. The um, problem
0: is that kids in their back bedroom can do this, with a weak mm-hmm. with a weak system. You know, there's there's more intelligence in the kind of hacking community than there is in the systems protection communities around big infrastructure like our health service. The fact that the UK NHS has had this, the fact that now the Irish Health Service has had this, they need to go and redress that. And they need to go and spend some of the 36 billion that they've wasted on the, on the test and trace system using Excel sheets and put that into actual people who know what they're talking about around security and systems.
1: Chris has just ripped off his shirt there and, and roared <laughs> as he was doing that. <laughs> I feel quite passionate about that. I think it was just to mention Excel. One one interesting story that I actually read this morning at, at like for 7am, because that's what I do. Um so Wired I've, I've published a story about so RSA, you might not you know probably lots of people have got RSA tokens for, for you know, for doing their two factor authentication. So the little key fob that generates a new token for you, a new number every sixty seconds. In 2011, there was a massive attack on them, and 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 Wired have got the full story now because a lot of the NDAs have all expired, uh, and it's really interesting. Uh, it's a really interesting read of what happened and how they fought the hackers, um, or and, and ultimately failed, um, and then their reaction to it and, and what they debated in the you know the company around should we be honest and 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 you know even the 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 chairman of the head of the company, they were talking about what to call their um, recovery. And somebody says, we'll call it Phoenix. And, and and he was like, no, we're going to call it Apollo 13. You're going to, you know, just a different spin on it. It wasn't like we're, we're dead and buried. It was like, no, we can still, you know, come out of this if we do the right thing. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's an interesting re- just If you just look for, like, wild and RSA, you'll see it's all over the all nice kind of Google. like could- they gave you a pick early. That is my... Because if you ask me in 20 minutes' time for a pick, I'd be like, nothing.
0: <laughs> text alerts, emergency text alerts, are going to be trialled in the UK. This will be allowing the government to send out uh, notifications regionally um, to people based on risk to life, say, a flooding or fire. Um, and pandemic, uh, I guess, include that in, in the, the remits. This is going to be anonymous type, single-use type system so it is based around where you are rather than um what and who you are and it'll give you the information um which I, I i think it's been a part of disaster movies for ages that tvs radios and then your phone will go off to tell you about impending asteroids that are going to hit us that's probably why they do. they've probably got an asteroid they found they need to do this tech system um uh, and uh, yeah so they're free to receive and the OD issue will be about abuse. A bit like when the BBC decided they would send out high uh, priority alerts for news breaking news stories and then they sent out things about Kim Kardashian and everyone from kicked off because it was just abuse of the notification system.
1: And that's that's the risk. But I, I in principle this this sounds like the right thing to do. Um and in practice, yeah, don't abuse it. It's it's a tool in the toolbox,
0: and like they they yeah. need to make sure they use it when they need to use it, rather yeah, than when.
1: BBC's is a great example because some of the ones that have popped up are just like, come on, why are you? This isn't breaking news in any way, shape, or form, um, and 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 almost the, like the Prince Philip death I think was an overreaction. You know where they just you know they broke into every single channel and every radio station, to to like announce that, and I was like, well, and then and then they ran. I mean, it's like this: the like was it was it BBC one, two, and four ran the same coverage the rest of that Friday. It was like, give people a Yeah, and it was across, it was across
0: radio as well. All yeah. the radio stations held the same stuff. So yeah, it wasn't possible to choose to not be involved in that process. And whilst felt, constitutionally, you can understand yeah, but, a service, but equally, you, you, you don't, yeah they they, like you said they it's
1: kind of a felt like an 80s 90s decision still still sitting today and it's like you've you've got you've got they
0: probably made the decision in the 80s 90s when they actually thought they were going to first pop their clogs but actually they've just (laughs) hung on in there haven't they for another 20 years longer than we all
1: expected well the thing is you've got you've got multiple channels so it's like so yeah stick you know keep that in bbc one and but but you know put your comedies in two and, give and
0: ultimately, it was—I know—it it was the the king, uh, non—you know, the a non-ruling king who died, not the queen, the ruling monarch. So, yeah, it did feel uh, well. Yeah, I could fully understand why, as part of our—you know—they are part of our national makeup. Um, it is—it's important news globally, but it's not. I think everyone agreed it wasn't for every single news channel on every single thing. And if a text message also came out to tell us, then I think that would probably be the last straw. <laughs> this is not a national emergency. Google I.O. has been happening and they've put out some nice videos and i i tuned in very briefly although i didn't get to the end of it because i actually fell asleep i was quite tired but there were people in deck chairs listening to um <laughs> i think it was, was it sundar pakai was doing his bits and bob's and, and, and it all looked very nice garden party-esque uh, and they kind of talked through what's going on so um google workspaces are getting something called smart canvas which sounds like a collaborative environment where it's sort of a mishmash of docs and sheets and um task managing and things like that
1: Uh, yeah and i think pandemic and the kind of hybrid work world that i know you've been in for like 10 years and you're sitting there shrugging your shoulders but for a lot of us that trip to the office every day and trip back home there's a realization that um actually there's a whole load more that people need around um either making the tools easier or better or helping with video or killing you know you know, can we do they already smart... talked
0: before right, about removing the distinction between what a doc is, what a sheet is and what a slide is because ultimately they all kind of combine together eventually to, to form what you want to produce. So, And this sounds like it's a sort of step towards that direction.
1: And the weird bit, so we're, 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 we're on episode 396. They're all on Google Docs. Google Docs hasn't really changed in all the time we've done the podcast. There's been very little, but, it, but it's been really rock solid. It's reliable. Absolutely reliable. Um yeah. Let's just collaborate uh, but it's interesting that one of the things we talked about was they're taking away the kind of skeuomorphic. You still see it as a page. It's just a, and it's like, wow! I never even realised that you didn't have an option to do that. Uh, it just mm. and it's it, it's it's odd that other tools have had that for you know years. Never even knew it was a wasn't a thing here. So it'll be. Yes we actually sit here and look at
0: show notes which are sort of strangely split over oh, A4 pages. sized yeah. <laughs> screens which yeah. is irrelevant to our usage and we never print anything out so it's it's complete heartback, isn't
1: it And I was watching I was watching and I was like it never triggered in my head and i was like wow that is-. and also it's you realize then also like the big chunk of white that's actually i don't need that space and
0: interestingly though that used to be a very much desired thing when we used to print all our documents and actually we used to get criticized in word because it didn't show you the page the pages of the page distinctions and actually it was a good selling point for other products which hey look this is exactly how your document's going to print out so it's an interesting move to and from that kind of service and yeah you just don't notice it anymore do you um google translate and voice commander updates. so they're aiming to really nail some more towards this being able to ask you know truly interactive human-based conversations for searching for things and for asking questions about you know the latest stuff and yeah and being able to control and look after your you know, hardware and software um but then they showed some sort of services around they, they're calling it lambda is that right
1: uh yeah don't ask me what Lambda stands for. But um but I think this is all it's all back to the, you know, it everybody's chasing the next platform. So everybody's chasing like an AR or you know, I won't have, I will need to type things in. So this needs to be rock solid. And I mean it was they translated twenty billion web pages in Chrome just last month. So the translation service that's it's that's, that's been used is obviously huge. Um and the voice assistants and and just being able to talk to you know, a voice assistant certainly. I I've, I must admit, I've hardly used. Oh, it's, it's a dog. That's <laughs> a bit. That's a bit random. Um, hardly used Google from that voice perspective. Um, still more probably either Amazon or or or, or Apple. Um, Amazon still knocks out the park. Apple still struggles. And I do I do look at Apple and talk about AR and all that kind of thing. It's like, how are you going to interact with it when your voice assistant is so weak? So it'll be. It'll be interesting just to see how that goes, and I think that it's—it's. It's, I don't know. They've been chasing this for so long, and I—I would say Google Amazon are ahead of everybody else. Google's voice and inter-
0: assistance—it really does understand it and understands multiple questions. Amazon's is still very much single issue it seems like, um, but Google's, you can ask multiple things and it seems to get the right answer for me more, more often than, than the other services. And um, when I talk to it as an assistant uh, and certainly with their now ability to cross over into all these other technologies and, and still use voice and yeah, it's very impressive stuff. And it sounds like they're going to making it more. So with what should we say? Lambda language and media, something algorithm, There you go, detection algorithm. There you go. Um, Amazing, Chrome is getting a new password tool. So while Ian finds out what Lambda really does stand for, um, it's uh, you can now store your passwords more securely inside of Google. Um, as far as their Chrome tools and stuff, they've always had a password manager, but it looks like you can get more facilities and features out of it. Um, you know, we, I, I use Dashlane in myself, and I know One Password and LastPass and things like that. There's lots of different services out there, and it sounds like Google are going to just
1: up their Chrome offering
0: to sort of match some of those.
1: Uh, yeah, makes sense. The other bit that the announced through the week was RSS is coming back to Chrome. So after, Amazing. what, 10 years since they killed Google Reader, um, or eight years or whatever it is. So, uh, And I've never stopped using RSS. I, I still love it. And it just, just works so well for me. Um, so yeah, so a bit of effort around Chrome. Uh, Lambda stands for lateral mo- la- sorry, Language Model for Dialogue Applications. I, I, I prefer juice gist, I, I got pre- the gist right i, right I prefer
0: right. juice it was more more <laughs> interesting <laughs> new privacy controls coming to more apps so off the back of all the apple kind of privacy lockdowns um yeah google are kind of ticking along with that you can be sure that they won't be to the extent that apple has done it and um, they'll be um, looking at finding a middle ground but they go so we Again, certainly we see more I see more prompts nowadays in Google apps and on the Android marketplace around do you want to let this have access to your location, this, that and the other, and do you want that just when you're using the app or all the time? Things like that. So there's definitely more fine-grained controlled users are getting more used to being prompted to give permissions um at a kind of more fine-grained control basis. Um, and yeah, they're also talking about how do they retain and the what's their retention policies on your data, uh, and they're giving limits to those, um, and uh, you know, saying you know bits will be deleted after eighteen months. There's you know, auto you can turn on auto delete to sort of truncate your data as to a more reasonable state. Other than you know, because at the moment, if I go back through my search history, it will literally it will have every single search I've ever, ever done in Google. And is that reasonable for that to be there? Well, you can turn on a setting now which says, no, I'm happy for you to delete my data after, you know, after it goes
1: out these retention periods. Feels feels like what Apple are doing around, we've talked about the stores, so they're doing enough to hopefully keep governments from telling them what to do. Yeah. Yep. absolutely. Um,
0: search results getting more focus. We, they, they, that's the kind of side of Google. They don't, we know it all you know google it's the biggest part of what google offers most people you know to go and google something is it's actually a verb now um but they're trying to add that extra those extra layers those real subtleties into being able to ask a human-based language question and get answers out like i think the example that, that you've put into the show notes and i guess they used in their meeting was can i use these shoes to hike up mount fuji and it so it understands what you're asking it knows that you've sent it a picture of a shoe it goes and finds that what that shoe is it identifies the make model goes and finds the associated information about what that shoe is used for uh, and then it can come back with an answer to tell you yes or no
1: um, which is which is truly getting into properly being an assistant to you you know an intelligent assistant not just uh search for this and there's an answer it's it was an impressive demo. It's, i think it's the same with a lot of the google io stuff does will it actually deliver in practice what's the reality of it yeah, yeah. but it's a the, the ambition was like wow you know but i think as i said google io for me is always a lot of there's always a lot of bets there that don't particularly land but it's great to see the ambition
0: yeah absolutely yeah um it's also a step closer to cyberdyne networks isn't it um, <laughs> new ar experiences are coming um, of so now you, you can <laughs> you can now see how elite athletes perform using aug- augmented reality experience so you can watch uh, simona Biles perform on an uh, ar balance beam uh, it, it, via your phone
1: it, it's just it's just more ar so we're going to get this I, I think you know between facebook and and you know the oculus platforms what they're doing um, Google and Apple focusing on, you know, what comes out of phones and apps. Even Snapchat's got new glasses out this week that are that are more AR focused. Um and it kind of flows on to the next one. So there's a um Google Maps getting some new features and again it's all about what you can see in the you know, that augmented view. How how do we help you navigate your world? Um, so we've
0: had live view for a long time now and this is now gonna be adding all those data layers so that you can literally pan around and, and see you know, in that kind of very minority report, sort of, uh, or, you know, whatever, it's just everything's highlighted and, and overlaid on top of what's there. So you can actually see, uh, and they're also adjusting it. So it's real to life as far as it'll give you daytime, nighttime, and uh, we'll also tweak what it's showing you based on time of day. So maybe at lunchtime, it's going to highlight the sandwich shops and Greg's, <laughs> Let's <just> say Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe in the morning it might highlight a coffee shop, and and you know in the and the, and in the evening it might go to more restauranty sort of thing. You know, and Greg's back to Greg's, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> always Greg's. So yeah, so that's yeah, again, interesting times. The the maps one always always tickles me. I just think that's the potential there's great because it. I think every day there's always a kind of I need to go to a map for something or look for something. If you go to a new place, just particularly like London or a city where you're maybe not familiar. How long is it before Google Glass
0: comes back? Because ultimately that is the long. ultimate incarnation and I think people are being more accepting of it now.
1: I think in the next couple of years we're going to see it. You know, So the Snapchat ones are starting to look similar to what we've seen before, but obviously a lot more smarts in it. And it's what Apple seem to be you know, building for. And Google, if you start gluing the AR experiences and the, the audio, because again, you, you can't type anything. And the, and the apple with a gesture so it just feels like we're going to end up in a gesture voice driven world which for a it's going to be that
0: bit where you look at someone's face it knows who they are it gives you a readout of who they are their job their what they're doing it's, and then it's going to come up whether you should terminate them um or not
1: we <laughs> <laughs> can imagine an interview now and somebody walks in and it's just like you've just got your uh,
0: mr jones yeah yeah, yeah. i can oh, see how was you. your daughter i see she started school the other day yeah yeah <laughs> Shopping uh, with Google, so their their shopping graph, they have a- added more elements to that. Is that what they're saying?
1: Yeah, and again, you can use Google Lens to look at photos or screenshots to try and again augment and help your search. So if you've liked, um, so if you've liked a pair of shoes that you know I've bought or you've seen somebody wear, you can throw oh, that. Would in. you like to buy them, sir? Little spots, click yeah. on this, and off you go to yeah. this service is
0: selling them. Yeah, okay, very good. Um Google photos <laughs> basically they store four trillion photos of which none of them are viewed pretty much, so that <laughs> you can see why you know their unlimited offering which they took away yeah. and actually ended up putting limits on. you can see why yeah, yeah because ultimately. I guess it's the same as, you know, these are the same. Of, these are photo books that just sit in your attic, right? They just never come out. Maybe once in every while you might have a dip through them just for to reminisce. But they are now storing so much data. Uh, and and what's the point when it's not being looked at? So they're going to add some services over the top, which will actually bring forward some of these photos that you never look at and try and link them with clever AI stuff like, hey, these have all got coffee cups in them or whatever. So somehow bring stuff to the fore so you can get
1: to see it. And it makes sense, and I, I actually did a lot of top trumps with um, um Shaq and a couple of colleagues for the week. And it's just if you go into like your settings on on your iPhone or your your iPad, general and about, and it usually just tells you the phone stuff. But underneath, it tells you like how many songs, videos, photos, apps you've got on your phone. And I started with apps, so I've got four hundred twenty two apps on my phone, and um, and like the the others had like hundred and something. Um, but the one that surprised me was photos so ten thousand eight hundred and thirty four because I don't wow. I don't clean it out it just it's got everything. But then the other so like Shaq had four hundred and I was like, what? Why have you only got four? And he's like constantly delete, 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 delete. Um, but the apps one, yeah, it's a, I, I've got quite a high number of apps. Probably need to do a little bit of pruning. We've known that for a long time. Yes, but, um, but it's just uh, the photos. One, that's why think... your
0: migrations take so long when you get a new
1: device <laughs> <But> <laughs> four think, days later. But it's the photos. One, uh, you're absolutely right. It's why they killed the free platform. You know, it's it's yeah, like it's, it was, it's just the storage pointless. of data that they, it, it's yeah.
0: never getting used. It's just chewing up stuff. Um, uh, what's the point? You you know, in it, 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 it's in effect, it's the same as every single photo you ever taken. Some of them get binned, right? You know, eventually, but in this world, it doesn't android 12 has a new look more privacy features and it's going to be or it's in public beta so uh, and and you've had a quick look at this and you say it does look quite different so
1: yeah i thought this looked really really interesting i almost want to see a lot of more organic looking and i I don't know if that's because all the kind of press stuff there's lots of greens and muted colors but feels a lot more customizable you can pick a color themes throughout it the widgets are a lot more expressive and felt more as I said, a lot a lot more, you know, you can customise it and pick it for you. Um, they, they've talked about fluid motions and animations, which is always a thing where I think Apple have been quite proud on how buttery smooth everything is, and there still is that just little bit of jankiness every so often on, I don't know if it's the, the Samsung phone I'm using, just every so often it just doesn't feel as responsive, but I actually like to look at this. It looked really nice, um, and I think this will be the, I think this would be the big thing you know I can a new look and because what usually happens is when the OS redesigns itself a lot of apps then have to you know redesign as well and it does feel like you get something fresh and new you know it's like if you just get an OS upgrade and it's like well here's a new privacy feature and here's a new notification you're like so what but when you get a new look and feel it's like ooh. so yeah I actually thought this looked really really nice
0: uh, they've also going to build. Well, phones are going to be basically your TV remote control. Also going to be having mm. wireless access to your Android Auto, which is becoming more pervasive. Uh, and even in some f- in some situations, your phone can be used as your actual car keys. So um, yeah, Apple, Apple, that starts with BMW.
1: Uh, yeah, and Apple had done the same last year. So they'd said you could use your phone. I think it's your phone in combination with your watch as a. And again, it was with BMW. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Uh, Google Wear OS has teamed up with Tizen um, to, this is their, this is um, wearable operating systems, so the two have kind of combined together now to give a cohesive overview. That was, um, was it Samsung's Tizen? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh,
1: so Samsung seemed to be developing that because of, I don't know whether it was Wear wasn't good enough or they just were felt threatened by Google's power. Um But yeah, so it's kind of merged together, and they're also bringing Fitbit type stuff into wear because they bought Fitbit. Um, So, an interesting direction. See where it goes.
0: We had the now obligatory health um, benefit (laughs) uh, announcement
1: to devices.
0: So um, Google is going to use AI to identify skin conditions uh, and tuberculosis screenings. So that's going to be via the camera, the phone's camera, uh, and they reckon they can well. Again, it just feels like they're finding the same story that Apple found a few few sessions ago and have continued to go along with. Um so yeah, health wearing their devices will save your life is what they're telling us. And then Project Starline,
1: what was that all about? Um a kind of next gen video conferencing. So basically it does a bit of it was almost like a, um it's so it's doing like three D mapping. So it's like the um what was the camera thing that came out with Xbox? Connect. So the Kinect was doing that kind of surface mapping and know your yep. environment. So something like that. Um, and what you end up doing is a very realistic, almost 3D holograph hologram type view of somebody. Um, but it's a, quite a big, you know, sit in front of a you know one-to-one type device. But it, the people that used it and the demo they showed, um, people say it does feel like you're looking at somebody in front of you rather than looking at a screen in front of you. Um whether it lands i think it's another one of these where it, again it feels like a typical io you know almost like a microsoft again, type Perfect demo.
0: time isn't it when we've not had human contact as soon as we get back out of lockdown and everyone's had human contact again we realize how rubbish it is and we'll all <laughs> <laughs> we'll want to get back to just flat screens and disappearing into our huddles again So yeah yeah. yeah.
1: but i thought i uh, was interesting. i still think the android gluten and fuel felt like the kind can- of ooh. Can, uh,
0: okay well, i'll go and dig that out because i haven't really dug into any of the io like i said i did mean to watch it but I it's fancy.
1: out now for certain pixel devices so depending yeah, on no what your device is you can i think throw that on
0: sony is investing in discord and it wants to integrate that into playstation 2022 discord's been around now for a while and it really has kicked off as a gaming and game streaming based platform uh, it offers sort of a, a kind of the old message boarding type thing it's a chat service it can have channels it can have different rooms you can talk about stuff in text but also it's got the voice action and it's very lightweight and 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 allows you to listen and, and be in part of groups um while still playing your games or you know or streaming online and and it's, it's used everywhere pretty ubiquitously across gaming um but they're kind of trying to move themselves away from just being gaming they're they're, they're trying to open up their offering to other sort of services and systems. And part of that seems to be working closely together. Well, I say it's not moving into a different place, but certainly that integration into the PlayStation and Discord is a, is, a, is quite an intriguing partnership.
1: It is, especially as Microsoft tried to buy them a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and you're right, Discord has been around for a long time, was very gaming-focused, but they're really breaking out into other, um, other areas. So there's a number of Discords that I'm on, it's almost like a lot of them have moved there from slack as if like slack's yeah, just absolutely too... like tech
0: support's gone somewhere over there it's yeah. very much it feels much more uh closely as in you feel when you're on a discord server it feels closer than slack as in it just feels yes. more yes yeah, yeah, yeah it's not about bots it's about humans kind of uh, thing
1: yeah and um it's just it just seems that they've got they've got something there that is that is landed i don't know if it's even just easier to you know to figure out than slack um,
0: i think a lot but i think slack has bloated into and it becomes unstable when it does bloat mm. i've certainly seen instability discord has been rock solid as an app it's not you know designed anything other than being this text support channels and and voice yeah so it's good i use it in several places um, Xbox Quick Resume is getting new group options um, from the May update um, so that means you can choose is it? can you choose which games do get Quick Resume, which ones don't and, and you can get to your Quick Resumes
1: is it just about getting to your Quick Resumes quickly so it's trying to on that dashboard try to say you've got these games here's your ones that are Quick Resume ones um, and I think we've had hit and miss around which ones seem to work and not work so they're promising to try and fix that and also make it more reliable and faster because i think that's what we've seen around reliability like the what was the game we've just ran through that i never it never seemed to quit resume for me but it did for you not outcast out outriders riders outriders yeah, sounds right yeah um it's it, the, the problem with things like game game pass is it's just I means you just play the latest thing you don't really know what you're invested in um but then but yeah it's it's because it seemed to work for you really reliably. And it never worked for me. Um, just yeah, would always... And we've had other ones where it's just like, so like Halo 5 just works every time for me. And you had some issues where, you know, you can... I've
0: always had initial connection issues when yeah. I do a quick resume. Whereas, well, it doesn't always happen, but it, it was happening pretty reliably, wasn't it? It was. So it was quick resuming and it wasn't actually being able to connect to anything.
1: And, it's, and that never happens to me. So there's definitely something around, we have got a feature and it's just not landing 100% for everybody. So I think sorting that out will be really good. Most of the time, though, it's brilliant. It's definitely a brilliant feature when yeah, yeah. it works. Yep. Um,
0: HTC, remember them? They used to make phones. I'm not sure if they are anymore. Um, but HTC have come up with a couple of different uh, standalone VR headsets. So their Vive, which most people will have heard of, um, is still a thing. And they have released the Focus 3, and that's a 5K screen coming June 27th. And then they've got the Vive Pro 2, uh, but that's got a 120Hz refresh rate. And I think it's the refresh rate that lots of people are saying is the actual thing that makes you feel less ill. So obviously, 5K screen and a 120Hz is is pretty impressive stats for a standalone um, headset.
1: Uh, yeah. So the Focus 3 um, will cost $1,300. So it's quite a lot of Quite a, yeah, of cash, quite a lot of cash, yeah. especially compared to. Cause so everybody's, everybody knows that the quest that's out is definitely, you know, you know, not being sold for what it costs. Facebook are no. definitely throwing money at that, um, yeah. and and it was always a suspicion because you looked at it and thought three hundred quid, um, and you looked at what everybody else is doing. And you're like, this feels like, you know, two three hundred quid, probably cheaper than it should be, um. And I think that's the kind of standalone pricing. and so yes, the screens are definitely better and the hardware's probably better, but but I mean it's got ninety hertz refresh rate and that's what the Quest has got. Um yep. and the Vive Pro two, as I said, 120. You know, is, is quite a quite a decent refresh rate. Um And but, I guess
0: that's the question for consumers is why wouldn't you go to the Facebook one and, and have all your data scraped? Um than go to an HTC when you've got to spend double the price on not double the steps and probably less support overall or rather it'll it's probably got the same support I mean, i'm mean, i guessing at that but you know what i mean that, that the infrastructure around it it will be bespoke to them
1: uh, yeah but yeah a couple of couple of new products and they look big beasts as well they look quite chunky monkeys um which again is another challenge for sticking that in your head for any more than an hour it will probably feel quite tiring
0: so uh, you know, I'm still of that opinion that the yeah you know, the the Quest has sort of nailed that region, and it's going to be hard for people to to you know to compete, given that these devices end up being uh, fun, interesting things to own, but they're not a day to day. No, it's like it's like dipping,
1: dip dipping a note
0: play, play fun thing for a time yeah. when you got friends or whatever, and friends. yeah, when it, you know, I don't have those. Uh, so yeah interesting uh but they, they clearly think there's still enough of a market that they can put these slightly e- elevated products and they think they can do that at a premium so yeah good good i mean say so vr's sticking around ar's coming heavily uh all these services they're, they're, they're not your 3d tv they are going to be used useful and interesting beyond the marketing hype there you go so we've already had our pick,
1: which is to go and... <laughs> go and Google something. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> use Google. <laughs> Other search engines are available.
0: But have you got anything else you want to raise at this point, or are we going to call it there?
1: I, I think call it, I do have an ear tag now. That's so um and And that, that, that does work as advertised. You're part of the mesh. I, I do. I'm quite tempted to post it to myself just to track it through the postal service. So I might do uh, that at some point, <laughs> just to. Just... So you, yeah, to
0: see how, see how covered you are on the routes around. Yeah, yep. interesting. Yeah, that would be an interesting experiment. I'm sure other people have done it. though.
1: Uh, they probably have. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I, I don't just want to post it like next to me. I want to like you know. I you I, you always wanted to,
0: se- send it somewhere that then they can get sent back and just see. The oh, I could
1: send, to send it to you, and you could send it back. There you go. Oh, that's, that's intriguing. Yeah, I might do that. So, no Apple devices in my household, they. But exactly, so that then we'll get to see what happens. Fidelity.
0: Yeah. Or I could just keep it.
1: <laughs> um. I. Well. Fine. I didn't buy it. Oh, f*** So it was. A, so it was a small gift. So it was like. Um, so yeah. Because like, I, cause I, I do struggle with. Uh, we will I really use it
0: digitaloutbox.com for all of your googling (laughs) and interesting postage requirements info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to email us Twitter is digitaloutbox I'm on Twitter as CheesyUK racing antics all get posted to academyracer.co.uk Ian you
1: are? Um, IanDeck.com, just go there
0: and that has a list of everything I think so it'll do Uh, thanks for listening go it says in my show notes um, anyway we will talk to you again relatively soon the scheduling is obviously a bit janky at the moment but we've got some good events coming up we've got um, w- w-
1: build what build, we- build next week um, and then WWC is a couple of weeks away and then E3 kicks in
0: there you go boom three events that we loved hearing the news on for all of them so it's great yeah. so we will talk to you when we can talk about those things speak soon <laughs> bye bye bye